You gave me a look. Would they not have? Are you behind the scenes? Yes, sometimes. Okay. So only only if you've gotten into a lot of trouble, (laughs) then maybe you would have heard. No, then you'd meet Bob Arman, the GM. Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast with your host, Mark Barato. Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast. My name is Mark Barato, and I have a special guest today, and she is... Carol Whiteman. Carol Whiteman, yes. You may have heard of her. Um, if you've ever stayed at the Marquesa Hotel, you definitely heard of her. Um, I don't know, maybe you gave me a look. Would they not have... Are you behind not the this, scenes? I'm, yes, sometimes. Okay, so only yes. only if you've gotten into a lot of trouble, <laughs> then maybe you would have no, heard... No, then you... Then you'd, Meet Bob Arman, the GM. Oh, and then he would show you the door really, yes. <laughs> really yeah, quickly. I don't think that's happened in a very long time. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, that's why I, there was a couple of questions I was going to ask, but we can get into that. Um, any celebrities that have stayed here? Any troublemakers? You can use aliases if you need to about the troublemakers. What's the wildest thing that has happened at this hotel? Well, let's see. One thing comes to mind. <laughs> A guy during Fantasy Fest. Oh, I can imagine, yes. Came in. Um, he was standing on the corner. He had on a uh, a G-string mm-hmm. that had, um, what's the sticky stuff called? Like uh, like a double-sided tape? Or yes, like, okay. yes. And he was standing right on the corner. Nothing else except this G-string. He whips it off, mm-hmm. standing there totally naked. And, of course, a police car comes around the corner and... There he was. So, so the was next, just... you know, like five minutes later, his wife comes in. Can you cash a check? <laughs> she had to go, she had to go bond, bond him out of jail. Oh, my God. So, so oh yeah. he got nude and, and, uh, you wouldn't and he even, got arrested. You wouldn't expect that yeah. he, his wife was prepared no, for something like had, this. We've had people having affairs and the wife show up. And uh, stand out by the pool and scream. So those are those like locals that are staying here? And, no, uh, so no, like they're people, people on vacation no, having actually, an affair. Actually, it turns out a friend of mine's husband was here having an affair. I didn't know it <laughs> oh my God. because I didn't know him. I only knew her. But that's she, like kind of ballsy. She did a star ninety nine on yeah. the phone, or um, and it rang back, and she was like, "Oh no." Anyway. But how do you how do you think you're going to get away with that, knowing that like it, you're the one running this hotel and it's your friend? Husband, thankfully, I had I had no knowledge of it. Not until many, many years later did you tell me. All right, and celebrities staying here. We've had a lot. Yeah, I've seen the pictures on the wall as I was walking. Actually, those aren't people who have stayed here. Oh, okay. That's a a friend named Brian Smith and his wife Fazia Ali, and they're um, photographers. And they do uh, they did a book about what art means to the individual artists mm, oh, and cool. they wrote and brian being the photographer he photographed all their portraits wow wonderful yeah it's a lovely so and you're displaying that as the yes. art oh yes. that's great and uh-huh. could uh can patrons purchase them or yeah, you can buy it on on the internet wow but mm-hmm. not the ones hanging there those are like no okay Mm-mm. that's actually brian and fazia's like original the, stuff. Yes, yeah, wow. Yeah, it's so cool. I'm walking mm-hmm. in, I'm like, wow, did all these celebrities stay here? I'm going to get a lot of juicy information, but I'm sure others have, right? They have. 
uh, I probably our best um, really bit of luck was the very first summer we opened. We somebody a scout came in and they said they're filming a Bond movie and we need a place um, for some people to stay. Right. And you know, being the first summer, we had opened in February, and this was in August. Uh, we said, "Okay, well, we'll walk them through some rooms." And next thing we know, it was James Bond himself. It Roger was, Moore. No, Sean Connery. No, it was actually um, the third one. It was License to Kill. Okay, yeah, I've had. Sorry, whatever. Roger your name Dalton. Is. You were okay. No, no. There's no. Roger Moore. There's no. Sean Connery, and then there's that other guy, Tim Dalton. No. No, I think that's uh, it's another director, <laughs> but it's okay. Anyway, we'll, uh, we're not. I'm sure he's not the listening. And Bond girl, okay, um, and and a, a lot of the character actors. Awesome. So they stayed here for a month, which yeah. was lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that. Really, I think was one of the things that put us on the map. And what year was that? That was you said the first year you opened. Yes, that was in in 1988. 1988. And what could you give me some history on the hotel, like? Is it the same owners or what's... No, um, we bought it in 87 mm-hmm. and it was owned at that time by the Archdiocese of New York Ooh. and it was really being run as a flop house. The, um, one of the neighbors, um, the Haskins family, they left this to the one remaining daughter uh-huh. and she became a nun. Wow. And so she left it to the Archdiocese. So when we purchased it... Um, the mother superior actually signed the deed. Wow. Yeah. So, and that's, that was in May of 87. Mm -hmm. And so we had a a very large crew here and, you know, I had to go through the architecture and all that. So opened in February of 88, 1988, but it was, I mean, it's been a lot of different things. The, it started out as a family home, Uh the Haskins family home. And then in about 1900, I don't know if times got tough, but they ended up renting out rooms on the different floors mm. and made it into a boarding house. Wow. So we've had a lot of people actually come in to say that they remember growing up really? here. Yeah. Wow. And some locals even um, that whose family lived here for a time. Um, so so it, it was run as a boarding house probably until about the... I don't know, 1990s, or I'm not 90, you know, 70s. Yeah. And then it really fell into disrepair. Mm. So um, it was a big job. Yeah. Big job. You know, the kind of job that you hire people in the morning and they quit midday. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to go look and hire new people? Yeah, and then you have to hire people. Oh, man. And the colors of the main house, was that from the beginning when you? No. uh -uh. Um, Actually, the architect, Tom Pope, chose that color. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I love those colors. I mean, they're just the pop they, blue. There's been some copycats since then, but really, yeah, I think he did a nice job with it. it yeah. Kind of set it apart. Like I mentioned when we first met, I mean, I post this picture of this hotel on on Instagram all the time, and people just love it. I mean, it's probably my highest ranking picture on all of my posts because it's the colors and it's just a quintessential Key West pop color, Bahamian feel. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And recently you. you've done, not too recently, but recently done some add-ons too, right? We did. Um, we bought about three, four years ago, we bought the Pilot House, uh-huh. which was a local guest house from Lynn Kephart. And 
used those licenses and did a complete gut job on it. We took out their old pool, put in a new pool, wow. built, tore down their back building, and then put in a new building, hurricane proof, yeah. um, and then renovated the front historic buildings. So that took about, God, it seemed like forever, um, two years. Yeah, I can imagine. So just putting in the pool could take two years. <laughs> Key West sometimes. <laughs> um, so it, we opened um, two years ago, mm. and it has been. Um, it, it really has been where, very well received. Yeah, it's kind of it. It's a little bit different because it's got things like microwaves, and you know you can maybe stay a little longer. A lot of uh-huh. a lot of the guests, but um, you know it's it's got a little bit different feel. Craig Reynolds did uh-huh. the uh, landscape yeah. architecture, so the backyard is beautiful, right. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, he does amazing work. Yeah, he is. He's great. So. Um, so, you know, it's funny because we have people who come and they've stayed at the market, the original Marquesa and they, they don't want to switch, but now we have new guests and somebody just actually came back the other day and they said, no, 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 we want to be across the street. Right. So I'm not sure what the chemistry, cause I haven't really stayed over there yet yeah. to see how it feels different, but people say they really love it and they always want to be there. Yeah, some people just have that feeling of, you know, I mean, this is the most important experience for a lot of people who's going on vacation. Like when I mentioned to Craig on our last podcast is he's not in the business of doing design work outside. He's in the business of creating lasting memories because when you, especially when you go on vacation, sometimes it's the only one you do a year. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. once a decade. But people like to spend money on their vacation because the memories last forever over a watch or a car or clothing. So if they had an incredible experience staying in the main house as opposed to, as opposed to over there, they want to do it again because they, do. they don't want to mess with something that works, I guess. Yeah, I do. And I think you, when you create, and just particularly with Craig, the way they create environments yeah. and the environment is so important. It's not just the room. It's the pool area that's the plantings it's the smells yeah and you know the lighting it those are all so key yeah all those senses get invigorated so that you just have that memory ingrained i mean i remember amazing vacations with my family and Mm -hmm. they'll never go away because of that and then a lot of times it's that smell like you said sometimes it's you'll smell flowers and it'll remind you of that or i don't know breakfast being cooked and it reminds you of certain things just like sauce boiling Reminds me of my grandmother's house, and it always will because that that food being made in the morning will always have that memory. So mm-hmm. when you have all those senses combined, it it adds a lot of charm to it. Yeah, it does. So, so I'm going to read something that I, that Travel and Leisure says about the hotel. Oh, good. So let's see what they have to say. They said, "Serenity seeking guests will appreciate the old meets new style of the Marquesa Hotel located in Key West, Old Town." The hotel is composed of four charming clapboard houses and centered around a lush garden and a pair of swimming pools. Located just a block away from Duval Street, the hotel is set far enough away from the main drag to ensure some quiet for its guests, yet close enough that all of the island city's main attractions are within walking distance. It's also home to a wonderful 50-seat restaurant, Cafe Marquesa, which is housed in its own 19th century conch house. 
Tell me about the restaurant because I haven't eaten there yet and we drive by all the time and my wife and I are like, we got to go there. We looked at the menu and we're like, oh my God, this looks amazing. So we have two new chefs uh, and along with a great team. Um, they were imported from Charleston. Mm, love Charleston. Uh, their names are Graham Daly and John Mitchell. And we have two other really talented guys, Luis and Mauricio. And they, it's American food, but it really has a little bit of a, a subtle Southern flair. Right. Um, I was just looking at a picture that Graham posted the other day, and he had some uh, just these beautiful, beautiful peaches yeah. that he had incorporated into a dish. And so it's different all the time. Right. I mean, it really is different. But but it's a sweet little space. It only has 50 seats. It's yeah, got a six-person bar. And it's got, you know, stippled yellow walls and banquette seats. And, um, you know, and it feels, I mean, it's the kind of place that if you want to dress up, you can. Yeah. But you don't have to. Right, Key West. And, the, and I think the service is, the service is, Super is really a high level of service, mm. but it's not stuffy. Yeah. So, you know, that's important, I think. You don't want to go to Key West and feel like you have to be in a no, you don't want to in have, a high pressure. They have to like ask you your size because they're going to give you a jacket yeah, as a man no, walking in no. there. Ja and that's another thing that's great too is that a lot of times um, hotel guests will be the ones mainly going to the hotel restaurant, but not in this case. I mean, so many people we've talked to are locals and they're like, oh my God, when I want to go out and, and really have an incredible meal or if it's special occasion, I'm going there. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a great job you guys have done to bring in the locals as much as the tourists that want to eat there. It's The restaurant business is a tough business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. We've had our ups and downs. I bet. <laughs> but it, right now, I knock on wood, it is going really, really well. That's so awesome. I'm, I'm very proud of that staff. The Good. wait staff is amazing. Very personable people and, yeah. and, you know, really genuinely caring that people want to have a good meal. Well, that's what time. it's about. You can yeah. feel that when you walk into a restaurant. I mean, the mm -hmm. last thing I want is walking into a restaurant and talking to my wife and someone's hovering over me. And, you know, I mean, the, the whole staff, the entire staff makes up the matrix of the restaurant working. And if one is off, it can mess the whole experience up. I mean, two different couples can have a, a different experience if, if it's not all in unison. So mm -hmm. it's, that's why it's such a difficult job. I mean, and then the food and then everything. Well, is, and, and also just getting things, Yeah, you know, uh, everything has to be trucked in, which adds time, labor, yeah. So you've got to really be on the lookout to make sure um, things stay fresh right. and are fresh when they come in. So there's somebody in the kitchen receiving it, checking it out, making sure that it's good. Yeah, fish is one thing. It's easier to get. But those Georgia peaches, like you're talking about, yeah. was a lot easier in Charleston. Well, and I it. said to him, is that peach dish still on the menu? And he said, no, we took it off because the next batch we got was mealy. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a game. I mean, you're having to really be... Yeah, you got to work Beyond with what you got here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for sure, for so, sure. Well, yeah. enough about the hotel. Mm -hmm. I would like to learn, and my guests would like to learn more about you. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, how long have you been in Key West for? So, I moved here a couple of months before we opened. Mm -hmm. I got married to uh -huh. one of the partners, um, and my two partners are really the key people in this 
equation because they were building contractors, Eric Rich, Eric DeBoer mm-hmm. and Richard Manley. They were building contractors, and they were in Key West. Um, they had a construction company, and they were the primo builders at the time. They had done a lot of work for Jerry Herman, and he had a, you know, a lot of really beautiful houses. So they had also started doing some buying and selling on their own, uh-huh. but they also the key was that they had done some guest houses and had decided that, you know, maybe we could do this. Wow. So, um, at the time, that's like saying, maybe I can get into the restaurant business. I mean, it's tough to jump in without. (laughs) And I was living in Miami. I was working for Knight Ritter, which is Mm -hmm. publishing company, Mm -hmm. but they had started an internet project. And so I was working there, but I was also on the weekends in MBA school and when it came time to find a thesis, Eric and, and Richard, it was really Richard's idea, I think, said, why don't you ask Carol if she, if she wants to come down and run this if we decide to do it? Right. So, you know, I used, I wrote the thesis, got it accepted, the idea accepted by the professor, and ended up It using, was for, the thesis was on the hotel business? or It was on developing a small hotel wow. in the U.S., Mm-hmm. And a real a boutique hotel yeah. because at that point there really wasn't anything with a restaurant uh-huh. that was small. Yeah, that it wasn't really corporate, done. Yeah, right. yes, that was done to a, a high level. So, you know, looking at at things like bed tax money and all the what the room rates were at the time, and you know, and doing all the things business wise that we had to do, we actually ended up using the thesis as the business plan we submitted to the bank. Wow. And um, borrowed the money. Huh. And then it got real. <laughs> yeah, real quick. But, the, I mean, Eric and Richard were really experts. They had been dealing with high-end clients mm-hmm. for a long time. But developing is different than running. It, it was. And so... I mean, they can fix something if it breaks, like, real quick, but... <laughs> right. So the two two things were is that I hired a guy who actually has come back to work here, hmm. who had uh, worked in the hotel business for a long time. So he taught us the financial part and the um, night audit, and hmm. you know how to set up a front office. Right. And then we hired another guy who had just come out of a training program at the Ritz Carlton, and he came on as a housekeeping manager, hmm. and he trained the current housekeeping manager who's still here, Esther. So John and Esther and, and, you know, all these people along the way were really key. They t- trained me. Yeah. And um, and then you had baptism by fire, by yeah. being here. Oh, yes. I mean, I mean, I used to go home and fall asleep with my shoes on. I was so tired. <laughs> uh, but, and, you know, and I didn't really know Key West that well. I right. just moved here. So I was kind of learning the town at the same time. But it it worked out. So we started out, we had 15 rooms. Then um, we one day I'm walking. We had a little parking lot in the back of the property. Mm-hmm. I'm walking to the parking lot, and there is the guy who runs the guest houses right behind us. And he said, "Hey, did you hear that um, Walt has put it up for sale?" And I said, "Really? I thought I thought you guys were going to come talk to us." And he goes, "Well, I don't know. I'm I'm just the manager." Here. Right. Well, we ended up buying the property a couple wow. days later. Wow. And um, so then started out on an expansion, put up a big wall and did all the construction mm-hmm. in the back and did, you know, more of an upgrade on the rooms. Right. Um, and 
that it had a pool, so we just renovated that pool. So we opened that part in 94, 1994, and then decided, you know, several years ago that we we're going to go ahead and expand. Right. So now we have 44 rooms. Right. So, so when, uh, when Andrew was, was heading toward Florida, were you guys nervous at all during that time? I mean, it was projected to go north because it was from the north yes. you know as it was well coming. at the time eric and i were in new york city and richard was here mm -hmm. and he called us in the middle of the night and said hey you better get down here there's a huge storm heading here you're like that's why we're not going down there what do you mean come no <laughs> we actually got on a plane changed our flights and got on 95 with people everyone leaving yeah. going north and we couldn't get here right um we ended up having to stay in miami for about four or five days and as it turned out you know, Miami got hit. Yeah. 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 That really. was my, my first day. Cause I went to university of Miami. My parents, we flew down. They're like, all right, we got to get out of your hurricanes coming tomorrow. And hurricane Andrew hit the next day. It was pretty incredible. Oh, and I was, I'm from New York. So I never experienced, I'm like a ah, hurricane. I think I had hurricane Charlie in New York, which was like, you know, 30 mile an hour winds. It wasn't even a hurricane. And then Andrew hit and it was just like, <laughs> I never saw anything, but it was so concentrated that it was just because the, the university's in Coral Gables, so that didn't get as, hit as hard as Homestead did, but it was like a bowling ball just went right through the state so fast. It was incredible. We drove back. We finally did get a rental car, and we drove back, and I one thing that makes me always cry is to see the caravans of power trucks yeah. because they are, it's like, you know, they're coming to the rescue, and they truly were. Yeah. But to see some of the sites where you see, you know, eight, ten-story ho hotels or motels off yeah. of 95, and they're just like tick-tock toe boards, yeah. you know, nothing but drapes. Yep. Everything's – all the furniture's been blown out. Yeah, leveled. Yeah, completely. And, and I ended up spending it in Coral Gables, wow. too. And my sister um, asked me to watch her cat because she was in New York, too, and she said – and I left, I couldn't find the cat. Wow. Well, the cat was like the next morning kind of stuck on the screen. <laughs> and she used to send me postcards to say that um, Frederica was still in therapy. I was going to say, Frederica <laughs> was in therapy like constantly. <laughs> the rest of her life. Right. They, like fan yeah. blows and, and Frederica's like, uh -huh. <laughs> No. Yeah. So it, that's a, that was an eye opening experience. That's the worst. But then, you know, in, in 2005, here with Hurricane Wilma. Yeah. Um, you know, we were downtown. We were very sheltered from what happened to the rest of mm -hmm. Key West with all the flooding. Yeah, I remember calling my best friend and saying, I mean, you know, are you okay? And she was sobbing because, you know, six feet of water had come in her house. Yeah. No, it's... So, in, it's Yeah, so it's, you know, and then Irma. Yeah, Irma, Irma scared us because we were, had not planned on moving down here yet. And then we saw it coming and I'm like... Oh my God! If this hits direct in Key West, it's not going to be pretty. And then it was. We, I went to Orlando with some relatives, and then it was like, "Well, it can come to Orlando." I'm like, "Should we go to which direction should we go <laughs> outrun this thing?" And there was no running. We're like, "We're going to hunker down up there." Um, but then it veered right, like it was going to do a direct hit with Miami. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "If this storm does a direct hit with Miami Beach, it will level the whole beach because I think it's like 14 feet above sea level the whole island, and it'll just be." underwater right. that power coming there and a lot of those hotels are not built for that even though they say they are they're just 
Like the Lowe's Hotel, I think, would just be leveled. Yeah. So I never saw a hotel go up so fast, so I don't know what strings they may have pulled. Don't be getting mad at me, Lowe's. You know, I'm, I don't know it personally. I'm just just stating <laughs> what I saw. staying there next week. So. <laughs> well, it's great for kids. If kids are going there too, it's fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so you must have come down to Key West to visit before living in Miami. Just... I've only been here one time. No, twice. Twice. I, I came on a friend's... He was. He just started flying, and I said I'd tag along, which was kind of crazy. But we came down one day just for an afternoon, and then I had st- spent uh, two nights at the Casa Marina. Wow. So then you're like, okay, we're buying this hotel. I'm moving to Key West from Miami. Were you like, what are Nervous. we doing? Uh what, what, I've been in the hotel business. I mean, you did the thesis, so you had your the juices yeah, going but that's there. It's different from yeah. really, and it's a twenty four hour business. Yeah. that's the the thing, and also doing a restaurant. So I so there was no restaurant before when you no, bought it. No, there was no restaurant, and you that decided we're going to do that shop. too at the same time. No, what happened is that um, we ended up hiring, um, leasing the restaurant out to two people, one who had been working at Louis Backyard named Norman Van Aken mm-hmm. and another guy named Pearl Perry. And so they took it over and did a really high-end restaurant uh-huh. called Mira. So they actually leased the space. Got it. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't work out. It, right. They lasted about a year and a half. Um, they had great reviews, but they couldn't sustain it. They only had 38 seats. Yeah. They didn't have a liquor license. They had they could only do beer and wine. And it's tough in Key West. No and plus goes. it was just a little I think it was a little too um yeah. a little too sophisticated for that time. Mm-hmm. So I think for any time because people, wealthy or not, that come down to Key West, they like the fact that they're not gonna be judged on their wealth or they have to dress a certain way. They realize, hey, I can get rid of my fancy shoes and I can wear flip flops all the time. Mm-hmm. And if I want to have good food and spend money, I can do that too. But it's not like they wherever they're from, they have that that super classy bourgeois restaurant that they don't want that same feel down here. They want the relaxed atmosphere if they want it, right? Mm-hmm. So like with your restaurant, you could come in there relaxed, you could come in there dressed up, and you're not going to get judged either way. Yeah. So that that was an interesting um, time in the restaurant or in the in our development because we you know here we'd been open a year and a half we made it through the first season right. partly because of the bond um and but we still had some very slow times yeah. very slow times and then the second summer they opened for memorial day weekend and then they closed their doors wow. and so we were sitting with an empty restaurant space so we ended up hiring a consultant who came down. He was actually looking for to dine again at Mira. Mm. And so when he f- realized it was closed, he sought out Eric. And um, Eric talked to him. And it turns out he ended up being a consultant. Mm. And he said, you know, if you're going to do anything, why not just call it Cafe Marquesa? Right. You know, right. after instead of calling it a name. Yeah, of, it's a easy branding. Name, yeah. You know, and that way, I mean, chefs do come and go, but right. hopefully these won't. Yeah. The guys that are here now. Um, so Right, it's not Jacques, and they're like, we're Jacques, and you're like, well, <laughs> no more Jacques. So it did, it sat empty for almost six months. 
that, that must have hurt a little bit because the did. income from the rent yeah. from that was oh, yeah. must it was have tough. helped. Plus, it's just momentum. Yeah. you know, you don't. Nobody likes to have an empty space. So, yeah. um, but we did eventually reopen with a guy named Dennis O'Hara. Um, we I think we had a female chef, and she showed up on the first night in a tuxedo, prepared to cook. And we we're like. <laughs> Where she? Where was she what coming from? Doing? Yeah, so she, you know, it was just. Yeah, I come of, from Paris. <laughs> I must wear my suit. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy stories. Yeah. But, um, but there was a very good group in there that we hired, and and a lot of them are still really are good friends. Wow. You know, we've stayed in touch. Yeah. And we're actually going to have a reunion. I think. Excellent. Yeah, that's Mercedes awesome. A reunion <laughs> next year. So. So uh, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions. Uh, sure. If you can or can't answer, that that's fine. Um, do you remember how long it took before when you first started the hotel to become break even and then become profitable like on a month to month basis? It took several years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, it, you, you know, opening, I think our f- initial mortgage was a million dollars. So just to service the mortgage, um, it took. It took many years actually wow. to get it. And was there was there other business ventures that the partners were involved in that they were footing the bill for that, or was it more loans? No, they, um, Richard Manley and Eric DeBoer started a lumber company in 1995, mm-hmm. but that was really because the Strunks didn't want to be in the lumber business anymore, right. and Eric and Richard were their, I guess, their better customers. Um, so no, we didn't have any, they still had their construction company though. Right. So that was, was helping good. to support. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, you know, business was still good. So, yeah. um, and it, and it was good to have them if thought things broke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for sure. Or yeah. the expansion, you're like, oh, we need a new pool. They're like, well, we can help with right. that. Right. Right. And we did use them as the contractors for, for both. They can also know about getting ripped off, too. That's the main thing. They could be like, look, I know what this really costs, and we're going to do it like this. Yeah. Yeah. So you could say, I guess, we did it at cost. Yeah. Because we did have that in inside knowledge. But um, but yeah, having those, those complementary businesses really did help. Yeah. Because there were times when... It's particularly after hurricanes, when right. you know, nobody wants to come to Key West. Right. And after Irma... Um, you know, the, the business was off for almost a year. Wow. Um, but the lumberyard was really busy. Yeah. So, of course, right? Yes. All the building. Yeah. So that was good. Right. So it sounds like if anyone's thinking of getting into the hotel business, which I'm putting my disclaimer in, is <laughs> difficult enough as it is, not only do you need to have the finances set aside, it's probably good to have a complimentary business or partners that can help support the downtimes or those first yeah. couple of growing pain years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you really do have to have some pretty deep pockets for, for several years just because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And then have to have reserve, I'm sure, now mm-hmm. for what can happen here, you know, occupancy. That's the thing about hotel and restaurant. It could be like one year later and it's like, what's going on? What do we need to fix? So it's always that thinking ahead, I'm sure, that maybe, I don't know, you wake up at two in the morning and you're like, Oh no! What, what, what if this well, happens? It's particularly when you have buildings that are built in 1884. Yeah, um, you have to. I mean, plumbing, electric—that was all redone. Yeah, but you know, air conditioning systems, everything in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, we've probably replaced all the equipment four or five times. Wow. Laundry rooms, you know. Yeah. Commercial machines, 
everything. Right. I mean, all that stuff has to continuously be replaced. The pools, like we have three pools. Mm-hmm. One's being shut down in two weeks and right. being completely resurfaced. Yeah, I mean, if you have a, I just got a saw chlorinator put in my pool and he's like, okay, in five years, this needs to re- be replaced. And then a couple years, this needs to be replaced. And I'm like, I just bought this and I'm already <laughs> going to be replacing it. So I can imagine that. that once you have the experience in the hotel business, you're like, okay, look, we just got this new oven. So in 10 years, making this up, we're just going to need to be replaced. So we have to make sure we have this money set aside for this. And like you said, the pool repair and then this and this. And if it is old, I mean, I had a 1920s home in Orlando. That thing was falling apart all the time. So that was just my house. That was a hotel, a multi-billion dollar hotel. So I can imagine the the books, right? The accountant must know what they're doing to be able to keep track and plan for the future. You just, you know, and you can't, you can't let things get to a point where they're obvious. Yeah. You know, you have to continuously refresh. Yeah. People notice. I mean, they're playing a huge amount of money to stay here. So it has to be fresh. Yeah. If you have put yourself in the mindset of your customer, the client, right? This could be that one time a year that they come on vacation. They don't want to see a stain here or a hole over there or like it smells the room. They want to have this fresh, relaxing experience because that's going to make them repeat. And a repeat customer is Mm -hmm. the one that's going to be there for those times where if it is slow, you can always reach out to them and they're going to be like, oh, we're we're coming there because this is a deal that I'm getting to come. I know the value of this hotel. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... You know, that's one of the things you have to constantly redo furniture also. And that's fun. That's the fun part of what my job is. Yeah. I get to go. Yeah. And and look at, go to High Point. Right. And and, pick out those new things. Pick out those things. Yes. Well, I mean, it's similar to to tech and and that those um, Mm -hmm. businesses because you're always refreshing whatever the new technology is, always have to upgrade constantly. And there it's sometimes monthly, right? Or else your customer lags and goes someplace else, which is a lot easier than if you're going on a vacation because you could delete one app and re-download another because it's the new flavor of the month. So there's always, for any business that you're out there, you look, and I always like to to call them uh clients over customers. Because if you look it up in the dictionary, a client is someone that you have a fiduciary responsibility to take care of. And a customer is just somebody purchasing something from you. So if you look at it like that, and you want to take care of your client, then you want to be there for them along that entire journey. And then it kind of trickles into how you're going to run your business. Mm -hmm. You're not just like, most people, when they start a business, they don't try to attract they always try to attract new customers and that's the most costly to get a new customer. That's new advertising. That's belief in the system. That's introduction to the staff. That's customer service. And then once they're in, most businesses forget about them when it's so important to, to, to nurture that relationship. That's like getting married and going, I don't need to talk to you anymore. It's like, this is just starting this relationship now, right? So you have to put in that time. And I'm sure in the hotel and the restaurant business, especially, it's always about that client experience, especially if they've come back more than once, because that's the nature of that business is getting them to come back. If you can have the hotel filled all the time with the same people all the time, that's great because they can book year in advance and and you're feeling happy. Which we have a lot. Yeah. We have we have like a, about a two week period in March that guests that have met each other have 
you know, decided that they're going to come back together as a group. Wow, that's There's great. like four or five, and they're all in the, you know, in the back pool, floating around, you know, catching up yeah. after the... So anyway, it's yeah. good. It's but good. do you ever do you ha- do you ever have the time or have any moments where you walk by and you'll see that and it just makes you like, wow, you know, we're putting this together. I mean, I know you're so busy, but the hotel is providing these experiences for these people. Do you ever like oh, cherish yeah, all that? All the time. Oh, all the time. Yeah. I think that's it's important that you yeah, should because it's, it's not it's not about really the physical part of it. It's yeah. about really the emotional aspects of people having a good time having you know making friends or just you know seeing something new or nourishing themselves yeah especially when it's like the third year in a row and it's this group of people that met here have come back and it's like you know you're helping build those relationships Mm -hmm. and creating those memories so that's got to be yeah it's got to be happy thing yeah what is your business that you do particularly at the hotel well i work in the front office Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the Hub of what's going lines. on. <laughs> I mean, I answer the phone. I do everything. Yeah. Um, you know, housekeeping's in and out, so you get to hear about what's, you know, something's broken, needs to be replaced, any of those things. Um, it, we have a, a full-time general manager, mm-hmm. Bob Arman, who does an enormous – he has an enormous job, probably way bigger than mine. Um, and he's – overseeing all the financial aspects right. of the business and so that's good so i i can i'm just kind but of, you're more behind the scenes like when I we first a little more of the fluff right but do you you go and like schmooze with the guests or all something the time. oh that's awesome all the time. Yeah. yeah so you get to see a lot yeah of that. and i do try and make a point to that's why i like working in the office yeah because i like to to meet people or also just see the people that come back yeah i mean we have a guest who's here now she stayed she stayed here for an entire winter. Wow. And um, she lives in California and she comes back. She's probably been here five or six times wow. this year. Um, so, yeah. That's so, yesterday I, I took her her lunch yeah. and <laughs> and sat and chatted with her. That's wonderful. You know, I know her family now. Of it's course. Great. Of it's course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then do you have a connection with her as a person? Oh, yeah. Not just right, like as a guest. She's a it's very cool lady Incredible. Too. Um, what business would your friends say that you're in? Like, what would they say that you do? Well, I mean, they know that there's a financial aspect uh-huh. to to the business, but I think they they more see it truly as hospitality, right? You know, but they, mean, would they say like you're you're running the hotel, or would they say you're you're always out there schmoozing with a guest? Like, what what would they say? I think they mostly see me schmoozing with the guests. <laughs> they don't know what you've done to get to the schmoozing level. Yes. You've earned it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, being in the Keys and being here, have you ever thought of expanding, leaving the Keys, uh, opening up another hotel in another location, or are you just like Key West or bust at this point? Um, 20 years ago, we kind of thought about it mm-hmm. and we actually thought about going to Miami beach mm-hmm. and did look at some hotels there. But at that point, um, you know, Miami beach wasn't developed to the point where it is now. Yeah. So it was a very risky business. Yeah. Um, and you know, and then we kind of talked about maybe Naples, but I didn't, I didn't feel any particular affinity right. towards Naples. So um, and then 
when my partners decided to do the lumber business, mm -hmm. uh, then it just became, and then, you know, life interferes. You have a child, right. you have, my partner had two children, right. um, you are busier. Mm -hmm. So you end up just kind of focusing on the right. task at hand. Which is like we yeah. talked about. It's it's difficult enough, let well, alone add another one. Just the physical, you know, getting to places like Miami or Naples, that's time away. And, you know, that's a good four or five hours yeah. just to get there. And then you start working. And I, you know, I started factoring that in. I thought, mm, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. But also it wasn't that long ago that you started this. Mm -hmm. And you still have some scars of the trials and tribulations of starting it. How about starting over again someplace else? It's you know not starting over, but you're adding, and it's it really is new to that those customers and, and it, clients. And the thing is, once you get to know a a market like you know Key West, yeah. and you see the the potential profitability here, it made much more sense to go ahead and expand yeah. here. Yeah. than it did to go to another location. Yeah, you can't use the same recipe here anywhere else because the people are so different. The reason why people come here are different. People that go to Naples on vacation are totally different than ones that come to Key West, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to change so many things that, I don't know, the people are the, the reason why the organization strive. And maybe you being in two places may not be the best for the business. So we're happy you're here and stay and staying here. <laughs> That's extra schmoozing time. If you see her and you're a great guest, you can get a little schmooze or maybe a wink or a wave. You, you, never, you never know. Um, what advice would you give yourself starting out again or someone starting in the hotel business, not necessarily in Key West, just starting into that business besides writing a thesis? It's all about details. Yeah, like what? Details matter. Well, Well, first of all, I mean, you have to have the, financial right putting that backing. aside yeah. yes you have to you have to and i i have two unfortunately my one partner richard manley passed away a couple of years ago but eric DeBoer is a financial genius mm. so he's you know constantly watching and i'm more of the eyes and ears of watching staff looking at the physical plant you know have good partners right that's key so do you feel that you both do different things like oh absolutely so he's the entrepreneur and you're more the artist yes. side of it yes yeah see and that complements so. each yeah. other yeah. so that you both like you said you're cleaning toilets and maybe he is too when need be but you have that eye for something he doesn't and he has something that you don't and that helps he has a very developed eye too mm. um he's you know at, at this point half the time is going over a new property and walking through and you know it's very um, meticulous about yeah. the things that he wants to see there too. But wow. anyway, um, yeah, I'd say make sure you have good working relationships with your, um, with the people that you're, you're doing the blood, sweat and tears with every day. Yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine being in a fractious kind of relationship with your partners yeah. um, or your staff. Right. And, you know, we've had times where it's been tough, mm -hmm. where you, you know, haven't necessarily felt like you'd had the right staff. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to cut bait. Right. With, yeah, um, I mean, you need to have that right team because it's like too much salt in a soup. It's not going to taste right. You have to have it. And I'm sure that's and like a living organism, right? The whole staff and the pulse of that and keeping an eye on it because 
life changes with people. People get married, people get divorced, people have kids, mm-hmm. some people pass away, some relatives pass away, and then they change. So you have to always see what's going on because you can't have one person tarnishing the relationship of the other coworkers because then that can sink a ship. So yeah. you, you must have a, a, an eye on that all the time too. You always have to. Mm. That's and, great. You know, and you're always too. training. You're yeah, always of course. Training people. So I think the training is good. When you mentioned um, uh, Ritz Carlton, you know they have a great handbook on yes. how things could be done. So that was great to be able to pull from some of the parts of that mm-hmm. um, and utilize that because having that manual, your own internal manual that you create, is easy to train, easy to staff, um, easy to work through any issues that are coming, and always have something that you can update and mm-hmm. um, you know grow the business from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so being a small island, um, a small town, not that small, but small enough, what do you do to keep yourself sharp or relevant with this type of business so that you're not like doing stuff from the 80s still? You're doing stuff, the new things. I think the most important thing is when you travel, you mm. go look at new hotels. Yeah. And that's always fun. Right. You know, go to New York. Go to Las Vegas. Um, you know, you read hotel journals, yeah. um, and they're full of, you know, the, the, I think the one, the hospitality design issue that was just out had so many beautiful places in China. Mm. Um, but and go to hotel shows, right? That talk about you know what the new technology is. Mm-hmm. You know, just fixtures and, you know, updating those looks. And- you know, I can imagine walking around a hotel as a hotel owner and being like, ooh, look at that, look at that. Do you ever pull the owner card and go to a hotel and go, listen, so we have this hotel down in Key West. Could you give us a tour of this and this and, and get yeah, a little behind oh, yeah. the curtain? Oh, That's great because then you can see, you know, you're building you're building that rapport and that relationship with other hotel owners that you can, I don't know, have, build that friendship in, right? And oh, yeah. lean on each other during times or questions mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Definitely. I mean, and you can be in associations, but I think it it's just better to go to places yeah. and check out and see what's new and what's working. And, um, you know, there's so, so many interesting trends in hotels, you know, pod hotels yeah. and, um, you know, low service and, you have to be open to those things. Right. You know, you can't be stuck in the way you've been doing things for a long time. Yeah. You need to listen to your clients because they're the ones that are going to really tell you we want this or this. And if Mm -hmm. you hear it over and over again, then you know, okay, maybe we make these kind of adjustments. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. always fun to do. So we, before, when we started, you had mentioned you love podcasts and then books. Are there any in the business or any that you recommend that you love listening to? You know, I don't, I don't listen to hotel podcasts. Right. You're probably like enough of the hotels. No, uh -uh, (laughs) no. I like, you know, I mean, probably similar ones that you like the moth. Right. um, This American life. Right. I listen to some financial ones, but right. Yeah. Nothing in the hotel. But no. You're like, no. that's like my escape a little bit, getting, getting out of there. Yes. Um, and then um, name one thing that people don't know about your business here at the hotel. Like, I didn't know that you can stay here for a month, for example, or like you had that long-term ability, right? Because there's no kitchens in any of the rooms. There's just a microwave you mentioned. So people mm-hmm. just come and 
they're eating out all the time or, or just what are some Did other? Some of my staff has been here two years shy of us opening. Wow. My housekeeping manager. Wow. She's really key. Um, what else? I don't know. You know, coming into a little hotel, you wouldn't expect you could get room service. Yeah. And at the original Marquesa, you can always get room service. That's great. To and me, it's just food from the menu from the hotel? Yes. So it's yes. not off menu at all? No, no, no. It's yeah. definitely on the menu. Um, what else? I don't know. Do you get room service at the pool? Uh-huh. Oh, that's great, too. See sometimes, that? Sometimes. I mean, m- mostly it's on your porch. Yeah. Um, you know, I think most of the stuff that... I, I wouldn't say there's any real secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if they are, they're not coming to mind. Well, stay here for the winter. That's a that's a fabulous uh, idea, yeah. right? Yes. I All right. So now we we are on to the personal questions, oh. the serious part of this podcast. Oh, okay. The okay. part to make all the guests sweat, but they're really not that personal, so it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Good. Um, what is your favorite event to attend on Key, in Key West? The zombie bike ride. Mm-hmm. That's like the kickoff. Yeah, I love that. Um, do you stay for the rest of Fantasy Fest or is that like the, your only Fantasy Fest part? I mean, besides well, being in the hotel. Well, and actually, you know, the other one is the Friday night Masquerade March uh-huh. is always fun because we're always out on the front porch right? and the whole town comes by. You don't yeah. even have to leave. I know. And we do punch and, you know, and literally everybody comes by in, in costume. That's great. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, get, you get like front and center and it's at work. So that's yeah. like... The other thing I like is um, the Key West Literary Seminar. And the reason I'm really particularly fond of it is because the authors always stay here. We have all the authors pretty much wow. staying here. Wow. And so that is a real privilege because you get to meet yeah. all these people whose books you've read. Yeah. That And that's in January. Do they do any private readings here on... on- no, Genesis? but they do them. Um, they, you know, the event actually takes place at the San Carlos right. Theater, and so, and it's such a small uh, venue that it really feels private yeah. in that sense. Um, no, I mean, one time one of the, the one of the guests she went and cooked breakfast for everybody down at Dayton Time when uh-huh. it was before before it was Dayton Time. She did some cooking there. You know, I mean, there are there are fun events associated with the um, literary seminar. Mm-hmm. But those are the, the those are probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to say something? No. Okay. Um, and besides Cafe Marques, a favorite restaurant? Hmm. Uh, on the high end, I'd probably have to say Azure uh-huh. and um, I like Antonia's. Uh-huh. Um, and then just kind of comfort food. I love El Cipinay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I eat there all the time. And uh, what about Or takeout, actually, mostly. Yeah, hidden local spot that is like your go-to. Because El Cipinay used to be the local spot. And it's not it, the local I don't spot. think there is anything that <laughs> is know. a hidden local spot anymore. Well, some, uh, Craig told me, and I went there for lunch the other day, which was great, was in the restaurant store. There's that. Oh, yeah. deli that's Cole's, in there. Cole's piece, which yeah. is wonderful. I know. And you're like, wow, I can, I mean, I want to buy all the stuff in there and then I can have a nice deli sandwich. It's like, wow. I know. I mean, I, I go to the vegetarian cafe mm-hmm. on Southern uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. 
And I love date and time too. I mean, yeah. that's like a go-to breakfast place for me. I just love going there. Um, and then, you know, now there's a whole bunch of new restaurants on Southern Street. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Cogen and or Cogen's been there for a little while, but there's a couple new restaurants next to those. Uh-huh. They're good. Um, mostly Asian. Right. Those I'll go great. check them out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't been there. Oh, yeah, those are really good. Awesome. So, and then uh, what about for live music? Uh, the Green Parrot. Yeah, that's like everyone's go-to. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. I mean, every time I drive by, it's like so loud and being on the corner there and I mean, I, everyone is having fun in there. The musicians and the people, everybody. So it's great. It's a fun place. I There's a couple bands that I love to go see there. And so whenever they're in town, I always try and go. Awesome. Yeah. What about for happy hour? Best uh, Happy spot? hour. It could be here because I, I don't know. No, we Actually, we don't really have a happy yeah. hour here. Um, sometimes we go to Uva, mm-hmm. just up the street. Um, Santiago Bodega uh-huh. certain times of the year has them Bagatelle has a great happy hour mm. I know Commodore yeah I mean there's a lot of happy hours here what about your go-to drink uh, it, just a martini what about your go-to drink with a very long day a, a, <laughs> a, a, dirty, a dirty one a dir- yeah slightly dirty martini <laughs> yes. yes tourist attraction that you take friends or family when they come into town to- I like the butterfly yeah. yeah, I love that I too. Love that. Um, I actually have a friend coming into town this Friday on a cruise, mm-hmm. and she's like, how's that butterfly? And I'm like, we're going. It's great. I love going in there. It's, it's like, good. man, my wife grows monarchs on our property. She's always done that. She gets tons and tons of milkweed, and then when the female comes and lays eggs, they when they're born, they'll come to the same spot for the three generations, and then the fourth is when they go to Mexico. It's like oh. the, the whole story is incredible because I learned all this from her. Uh-huh. Is it when a butterfly is born, I don't know the exact lifespan that they have, but it's either two weeks or a month. It's not a long period of time, except for that fourth one that's born, goes, flies to Mexico. There's like tens of millions of them that all travel the same place and they hibernate and then they all come back to the US and other parts and then start the whole process again. It's and incredible. Do they, do they come back necessarily to the place they were born? Yes. Wow. It's incredible. So that's why now our yard is like producing all all of these monarchs again. All these memories. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Good environment. Um, I know. Oh, no. My son loves it. Mm -hmm. Um, So one last question before we go into where they can find the hotel or you or anything Uh like that is give us a tip of the day. Like this could be a new gadget, uh, a new website, a new book you're reading, what you're pondering, anything. It could be like, I found this new cheese. It's amazing. It could be anything. I'm worried about Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just reading the New York Times and I'm like, oh God, we think our country's in turmoil. I can't imagine what it feels like to be in. In um, Britain right no, now. No, I know. I know. That's not That's not exactly what you wanted, but that, that's exactly it's what, what you're I pondering. was doing. That's, that's what I was pondering today. It's off the cuff. That's how yeah. it's supposed to and be. And what's going to happen to the pound? Or you know. I know. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be a little better for us to go there. I remember going when it was $2, and I was like... Every time I go, it seems to be at the peak. Like, you know, I go to Spain and it's dollar fifty and I, or yeah. euros and I'm like, uh, and then pound is like two and I'm like, or, but now it's it's doable for now us. Now they say it might be one to one. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, so. Well, and if you want to go to Canada, it's like you get a good deal there. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's 
only snow most <laughs> of the time. Uh, but that's it. Where where could we? I'm going to put all this stuff in the show notes. But okay. where can we find out about you if you have any personal social media? If not, then the hotel. Um, I'm not big on social media. Okay, just because you're social is, everywhere. Well, the hotel is. So we are Marquesa KW at on Instagram uh-huh. and Marquesa.com. Right on. Um, on the web. Okay, and if there's anything, I don't. I think you guys have a Facebook and a. We do. And a we Twitter. also have. Yeah, I'll put all those in the show yeah. notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely recommend everybody checking that out. Um, look at the pictures; they speak volumes to the hotel. But mm-hmm. being here, just myself for five minutes, it's already a world different than seeing those pictures. Um, come, come to the restaurant. Come stay here for a winter if you can. Yes. Say hi. Do some schmoozing. Uh, and that's it. It was Good. great talking to you. Good. Thank you, Mark. I look forward to coming here and being social uh, and even staying here. Do a little staycation. You never know. It would be a fun Good. thing to do. Yeah. Thanks again. This was great. All right. Thank you. <laughs>